0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: On the table tonight, bigger disaster in New York baseball. Was it the Yankees or the Mets? And quite frankly, it's like a breath of fresh air looking at the schedule and seeing the Yankees have an off day. The only thing that really bothers me right now is just that they have so many damn games left. 39 left on the slate. That's a lot of baseball just to watch them continue to lose. I'm ready for the season to be over, but we'll get to that later on in the show. Heard all day NFL talk. Jets, Giants, ceiling floor. We'll get into that. Last night didn't really get a chance to do a deep dive on those uh, ESPN, NFL, FPI projections. So that's on the table as well. And, you know, the the offensive line every single day is a story for the Jets. So I guess we got to talk about that, what can ultimately doom this team. And then for the Giants, want to know what your expectations are. And if, you know, Daniel Jones is taking that next step, I heard this on the morning show. Can you envision a world where we get to the end of the season and Daniel Jones is the second best quarterback in the NFC? We know Hurts is wearing the crown right now. Probably would have won the MVP last year. Had had he not gotten hurt, took his team to the Super Bowl, had a 10-point lead and a costly, costly fumble return for a touchdown uh, really doomed them in that Super Bowl that they could have won. But that leap for Daniel Jones is something we're looking for this year. And if the Giants are to take that next step, it's definitely uh, part of their blueprint. But first, before we get to any of that, NBA schedule was released, so if you're a Knicks fan, you know all the opponents, you know all the dates, and it's not like the NFL when you could play the win-loss, win-loss, win-win-win game, but it still is interesting to talk about. So for the Knicks, this season they open up at home against the Celtics on October 25th in the ESPN game. The first of, how about this, 25 nationally televised games. For your New York Knicks, and this is well deserved after their most successful campaign in a decade. You know that twenty twelve season everyone continues to talk about it and how fun it was. Fifty four wins, game six against the Pacers had a chance really to, to challenge that big three in Miami. That was a long time ago, so it was it was great to see this team back to relevancy, back on the map. And not just making the playoffs, but dusting the Cavs in five games a series. I had Cleveland winning in five. So Nick fans had had a good time making fun of me in that regard. But it's an immediate test for this game, or for this team, I should say, against a revamped Celtics uh, team who locked up Jalen Brown. Big, big contract. And it's Chris Porzingis' returned to MSG, the newest Celtic. And I think that, you know, at, at the time, a lot of Celtics fans... When they saw Marcus Smart get dealt in that trade going to Memphis, you you could understand the feelings of sorrow. He's the heart and soul of the team, the former defensive player of the year. But my immediate immediate reaction was, this elevates their ceiling. Because we went from talking about, you know, is is this Tatum-Brown thing going to work? It just hasn't, as far as winning a championship. But I think adding Chris Stapps, who, who, by the way, did play more games last season than Smart, adding him elevates their chances, elevates their ceiling. So this is going to be an immediate test for the Knicks, going up against either the favorite, the co-favorite, or the second favorite in the Eastern Conference when you throw Milwaukee into the conversation. And speaking of Milwaukee, Christmas Day, we'll see the Knicks host a guy who you're hoping grows unhappy in his current marriage, and that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Couple early exits in the playoffs for the Bucs, doomed by you know injuries to both Giannis and Middleton. Who knows if, if he grows frustrated seeing this is no longer a place I can win? Brooke Lopez, underrated part of, you know, his career is in the sixteenth season. Drew Holiday, age thirty-three. That team's getting up there in age. So If you envision a world where you can get your hands on the next superstar, this can be an option. This can be one that definitely, you know, becomes available if the Bucs don't trend upward. As one of the greatest players in NBA history, Giannis continues to look to, you know, win more championships. And if he doesn't see that there is a path to that in Milwaukee, he could win out. So that's what you'll have on Christmas Day. And there you have it as far as you know, just a, a broad o- overlook at the schedule. But my question to Knicks fans is this, what's the mood going into the season? I asked this because last year you won a playoff series, and after you went through the morning of that that just horrendous defeat, it was gut-wrenching because it was it it was out of reach, then it was right there for the taking, then it was snatched from you snatched from you. The Jalen Brunson turnover, I hated to see that happen. As as much as, as he fought playing with an injury, seeing him go down like like that, it was terrible. But after you were able to get through all of that and pick yourself back up, you arrived at what was the rightful conclusion and that this was a successful season, nothing to hang your head about. And yes, coming into the series, you felt great about your chances going up against a, a, a Miami Heat team that overachieved. They were in the playing game, lost, and they were losing in the second playing game. Almost didn't make the playoffs, trailing Chicago in the final three minutes of that that matchup. They got in, then were fortunate to face Milwaukee with Giannis getting hurt in Game One, didn't return until Game Three, Game Four. So you felt like you know we we could we could we could get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and of course you lose that game. But after you you came to your senses and you were able to rationalize yourself into thinking, you know what? What a damn season! No one expected that, and the best part of it was the emergence of Jalen Brunson, because when you signed him, I even I'll admit, I, I I was very critical of this of this contract. I said, what are the Knicks doing? You're giving. A-plus money to a, a B player, and boy, did he prove me wrong. No one really had any idea you were getting a guy this good, but he immediately became your most loved player, ride or die for Jalen Brunson, and you, you now are faced with the you know fantasy of him moving you closer to your goal. Julius Randle had a bounce back season after flatlining in the playoffs. And then I don't know if you're a Knicks fan out there who once you learned the extent of that ankle injury he was dealing with, you decided to, you know, give him a little bit of a break. Because he did ball out during a regular season. But, you know, things happen in the playoffs that you've seen before. But he he was he was great during the, the first eighty two last year. But now is where it gets interesting. Because while you can applaud Brunson and Randall, you're excited about the youth movement that took place last year. Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes were all just tremendous during the regular season. And then R.J. Barrett, after struggling initially in the playoffs, turned the Jets on, it came to realize, if I just keep going to the basket as the third option, the Cavs have no resistance. They're not going to be able to stop me. Continued on into the Miami series. Unfortunately, had that, that woeful Game 6. But overall, you feel good about his playoff performance. Despite all of that, reason why it gets interesting is because I wonder how long simply making the playoffs and possibly winning a round will suffice. Because when you come into a year with no expectations, every accomplishment feels that much greater feels that much more invigorating. Oh, we got this. House money. Nothing to lose here. But the more you advance the cause, the further you get into this, now the expectations start to mount. So my question is, and I know we're a little less than a month away from the start of preseason, so it can feel a little bit premature, but just wanted to get an early temperature now that the schedule is out An early temperature from the Knicks fans on what has to happen this year for you to deem it a success. Is it just as easy as, you know, making the playoffs? Or do you have to go on a little bit of a run? Is that winning a playoff round? Is that getting to the conference finals? Feels a little similar to the Giants conversation about how a team, when it wasn't expected to do much, overachieved. So it quickened the timeline. And maybe, just maybe, you could be talked into that natural regression because everyone else around you got better and you've kind of stayed the course. Yes, the Knicks added Dante DiVincenzo, who I really like. Going to be your best three-point shooter. Adds a, 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 a lot of intensity and abilities on defense. I think he's going to thrive in Tom Thibodeau's system. But I just wonder what, what success looks like for this year. Because... Listening to Alan Hahn, who is as plugged in as, as anyone when it comes to the Knicks, he says, this is your team. This is your roster. There are no other big moves happening. This is the team you're going into the season with. Looks like they just made Jericho Sims' contract fully guaranteed. The only question is what happens to Evan Fournier because this time in New York is done. Where is he going? But this is your team. Schedule is out. You take a look at it at the in season tournament want to know what has to happen. What's the vibe coming into this season? Unfortunately, our baseball teams, though they gave us a lot of excitement coming into the year, didn't give us much of anything during the year. So baseball season, for all intents and purposes, is done, which is why we have to move to football season, which we'll get to, Jets and Giants. But with the schedule being out, just thought, We'd have a crack at taking the temperature of the Nick fans. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Want to hear from you? What has to happen? The the worst case scenario that is accepted as a success. What's the floor? 800-919-3776. one nine three seven seven six. We're on Twitter at Ty D Butler. We're going until midnight right here on ninety ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
1: Harvey, I don't know if this ever happens to you. Do you have like this Do you have a barber, the same barber you go to all the time? No. No? no. You just switch it up. I
2: switch it up because a, I'm cheap, and b, I don't need, I don't need much.
1: Wait, you're you're cheap. What? I'm very cheap. So you just every time you get a haircut, you just go somewhere to find where where it's cheaper.
2: Yeah, so like what I got right now is just a simple buzz, just a tour around. It's sorry, just twenty bucks and that's it.
1: Well, so here's my thing. I've been going to the same barber for it's gotta be like fifteen fifteen years now.
2: You love this man.
1: Love this guy. He's he's incredible. He's he's talented. I, I get to the shop and I don't gotta wait for a a long time. Usually hits me right when I get in. Sometimes it'll be a little bit of a of a delay if he's got someone else in the chair. But it's never extensive. So, you know, today I pull up. I'm in a rush. I've got a lot to do before the show. I'm trying to do laundry. And he made me wait 10 minutes. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be one of those nights where I really need you to be clutch and and have everything just, you know, be on time and prompt. This is what's going to happen. So he has me wait 10 minutes, but cool. It's fine. It's only 10 minutes. I'm in the chair. And really my biggest pet peeve is when... You're sitting in the chair. Barber's got the clippers in his hands. He's doing his thing. Then all of a sudden, one of his colleagues comes over and starts pouring Jack Daniels in his cup. And I'm like, dude, like, this is one of many jobs where you shouldn't be trying to perform while getting drunk. Too many things can go wrong here. Too many things could go wrong here. And I take my haircuts very seriously, and everyone should. This is how you look. So now you're feeling the buzz, the coordination can be thrown off, and now you zeked me. So I hate that, and I, and I had a rule, I'm never going to see my barber, because he likes to drink, but I'm never going to go see my barber on a Friday night or a Saturday night, because it's, it's too lit in there, everybody's taking shots, smoking a hookah, I can't have you partying while you're cutting my hair. It's,
2: I always go on a Monday. Monday's cool. Monday's like the most business day, because everyone hates the fact that it's Monday so they take their jobs a bit more
1: seriously. And it sets the tone for the week just visually. Like, you get to now feel good about how you look to start the week. I understand that. And usually, I'll probably go on, on a Wednesday, Thursday, but since, and now that I think about it, he also works, like, his the, the being a barber is his part-time side gig, hustle. He works in the school. And it's dawning on me now that, you know, schools are <laughs> schools are closed right now. So he gets to turn up, but I don't. I don't need you turning up while I'm in the chair. So if you're listening to the show, I'm not gonna say your name out here and, you know, make you make you feel all kinds of embarrassed. But I don't want you cutting my hair while you're drinking, man. Is that too much to ask, Harvey? Is that too much to ask?
2: I don't think so. Now let me ask you: When you get your cut and you start walking home, Jason Tatum has a has a funny video of when he was. I think he was like a rookie or second year. That when he would get a cut, he'd be top five. He would say.
1: Oh, yeah, I do feel top five. You feel top five. <laughs> I start sending selfies. All the group chats is getting the selfies. I'm group chats ringing off. Hey, hey, everybody's getting the selfie of the new cut. Everyone's getting the selfie of this new cut. But, you know, can, can you see my haircut? Do I look okay? Do I look good? You look fine. You're as bald as me right now. I'm not bald. What are you talking about? Me and you have, like, the same. Mine's a bit uh, more, but you have... um. But but you don't see any... any uh any errors done by a buzzed barber, no pun intended. like no. He didn't zeke the hairline. See, back in the day, what what people would do is if if the barber messed up your cut, he wasn't getting paid at all. You messed me up, you're not getting paid. You think that if, if it would be
2: that bad, you'd you swing on a barber? Nah, no. that's,
1: that's my, I told you, I've been going to him for 15 years, and women like to joke about this when it comes to men. It's like, oh, men never cheat on their barber, but would cheat on their lady. More more susceptible to being called infidelity wise in a relationship than they are with their barber. But yeah, man, fifteen years. I can't. I can't just swing on my barber. What you think this is? And I, I'm a professional. I've got a long career ahead of me. I, I want to oh, be. Oh sure. I, I, that's
2: gonna make the news. Yeah.
1: I want to be. Of course, that would Lo- make the news. He knows what I do for a living. If I punched him in his face because he messed up my haircut. He would definitely try to expose me. Now I'm getting fired, and down goes the career. Can't local, have that happen.
2: Local, ES, New, local
1: New York coast on ESPN, sucker punches Barber. <laughs> oh, man, I thought, uh, I thought Michael was going to sucker punch Peter yesterday. Peter's lucky that Michael was, was out there in Atlanta. Things got testy. That's audio we're going to have to hear later on. We're going to have to hear the audio. Michael and Peter going out. It was fun. Great radio. Great for their show. Great for the station. It, it, it was just fantastic. I enjoyed it. It went viral today all over the papers, Twitter, ESPN, TMKS. Everybody put it out on the socials. Had the morning show talking about it. Heard Barton Han talking about it. That was fun. So we'll have to get into that later. 800 919 Uh So we were talking about the Knicks. And... Uh, the question I posed was what has to happen in order for you to deem this season a success. I find it hard to believe that if the Knicks make the playoffs and let's say they lose in round one to Milwaukee or to, you know, assuming Miami does get deemed. They, they lose to Miami or they lose to Boston or even like Philadelphia. We'll see what happens with Harden. But I, I would find it hard to believe that I can come away saying that that was an unsuccessful season. They, they, at the very least, have to make the playoffs, in my mind. And we will see what the matchups are once they get there. But I think that's the bare minimum. I'll tell you what. This is a big season for Tom Thibodeau. Because despite the fact that on his resume he has two Coach of the Year awards and that he's gotten the Knicks to the playoffs in two of the last three seasons, they've uh, achieved heights we haven't seen in a decade, as I mentioned in the first segment. Knicks fans still have... A bone to pick with, with, with Coach Dibodeau. Is there a sense that he gets his team to play with such a level of urgency and intensity during the regular season that they don't have a second gear to get to once the playoffs come? And you start to see a little bit of wear and tear because of those heavy minutes. Because that's like one of the biggest complaints about him. He's riding his guys into the ground. They get to the playoffs, and we saw Julius was banged up. We can't blame that on Tiz, but Julius is banged up, and then Brunson's banged up. Another knock on him is once we get into crunch time of, of these playoff series, as we saw with Atlanta a couple of years ago, were the adjustments. But what we know is he's a two-time coach of the year. He's won... 57 percent of his games during the regular season but in the playoffs his teams are 10 games under 500 is that a reflection of him or do you look at you know circumstance injuries in Chicago Derrick Rose and then the Wolves and Knicks might have overachieved and then got to the playoffs and just lost to better teams is it is it that Or is it just, you know, Tom Thibodeau just is is someone who can't win much in the playoffs? Either way, it's a big season for him. He's got two years left on his contract. So the Knicks, at the end of next year, will have to make a decision on him. And then we'll see uh, if he's the guy going forward. That's that's what you have to learn this year. R.J. Barrett, to me, is at the top of the board. Can he become a more consistent player? Don't give me the, well, he averaged 20 points a game as the third option. There were 50 guys in the NBA last year who averaged 20 points a game. That's not separating you from the pack. That's not solidifying you as someone who should have been taken number three overall in that 2019 draft. And I know everyone's going to point to look at everything Ja's going through with the guns and Zion can't get on the floor. If you still had to do that draft again, I'm still taking Ja and Zion before R.J. And that's not hating on RJ. We just need to see him get to another level. And can he do it consistently over the course of an 82-game season? Loved what you saw in the playoffs once he got over that initial hurdle where he had to, and maybe the coaches just got into his head and showed him film, just keep going to the basket. They're not going to stop you. Go to the basket. Go to the basket. The jump shot's not falling. Go to the paint. You're strong. You've got an excellent uh, left hand. Get to the free-throw line. Where it's another place he has to improve. So that's at the top of the board. Him, and I would say number two is, is the coach, Tom Thibodeau. He's had a lot of success in the regular season. And last year, quietly, the Knicks were actually led by their offense. Third-best offense in basketball behind, I believe it was the Kings and the Celtics. Then in the playoffs is when they, they turned up the heat on defense. But those are the two guys I'm looking for during the regular season. 800 3776 Quick break. We'll get to your phone calls talking Knicks. We'll get into the Jets and Giants, Yankees and Mets as well. So still a whole lot to do as we gear toward uh, another 90 minutes on the program. Ty Butler filling in for Larry and Gordon. Keep it locked right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: By the way, RJ Barrett continues to have a strong showing for his Canadian team, six clutch points to lead Canada over Spain, 85, 80. Finished 18.6 of 11 shooting two or four from three and two steals. The hope if you're a Knicks fan is that he can get into a rhythm during the Olympic play that'll carry into the season. And he won't fatigue. So carry that momentum and that rhythm from playing well uh, for Canada so you can start the season off very strong and then continue that and, and play with some consistency because that's, that's what we're looking for from him. That's what we're looking for. Another thing I wanted to point out real quick before we get to the phone calls at 800-919-3776, odds of the, the, the team and beat is going to be on next season. The odds are out. Sixers are the betting favorites, followed by you guessed it, the New York Knicks. And I brought this up last night. If he asks out, if you're a Knicks fan, what you should be rooting for is chaos. You should be rooting for chaos. James Harden continues his public saga with Daryl Morey. It just blows up, and Embiid's like, you know what? I'm out. Can't do this. I, I I'm a league MVP. I'm in the prime of my career. I, I need to go somewhere to, to win championships. And and he decides he wants to go to the Knicks. And I know that's an exhausting exercise. We keep coming back to this, oh, superstar once out. That's the only way we can get a great player. When you look at your recent lottery history, you haven't been able to acquire those transcendent players that way. You gotta hope they they, you know, hope they ask out of their current situations. So that's what you gotta be rooting for. Because I think you should be all in on Embiid if he becomes available. And I understand the injury history and not always playing to his same level in the playoffs. But if I'm the Knicks, the only person on this roster who is untouchable to me is Brunson. Everyone else can be had. If I have Jalen Brunson and Joel Embiid as my foundation, I think I can win a championship. Now that's predicated on me doing everything else around them correctly, which includes the point I went back to last segment, getting the right coach. And if that's Tibbs, he'll prove that this season and and get an extension. And if he's not the guy, you go out there and find someone else. But if I can start with with Brunson and Embiid as my foundation, I feel great about the direction of my franchise. We've seen Brunson as the second-best player on the team in the Western Conference Finals. And we know Joel Embiid can dominate a playoff series. He did what the bet in Game 7 against the Celtics. But for the playoffs, what do you give you, 23-10? and You You'd sign up for that in a heartbeat with exceptional defense. Root for that, Knicks fans. Root for chaos and beat ass out, and then he decides this is where he wants to play. 800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. Wants to chime in on the Knicks. What's up, Jose?
0: Hey good evening, Ty. Shout out to the company What's Definitely up, I wanted to chime in and you know answer these responses you know that you've been you know calling at me you know with these you know with you being an instigator and you know ah man you wanting me to you know keep guns blazing and everything and I'm I just, just don't like, want you to know I don't want. I, I
1: just don't want you copping, please, on Twitter. After you you come on here and you roast one of the callers, which we, we listen. If you wanna, if you wanna pull up to the program tonight and roast a caller because you don't like 919 eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So that's what you did to Buddha, and then you went on Twitter. You were apologizing about it. Uh,
0: no one was apologizing to him. First of all, you know I preferenced it saying Buddha knows I love him because we we've been pretty much um, been. been, been for, been um, messaging each other through Twitter for a while and you know we we, we kind of see eye to eye with the Jets we don't you know we, we, we didn't believe in certain hype trains and you know we kind of have a vast knowledge of sports as you said you know because I, I also watch boxing I'm definitely into what the Liberty are doing as well and everything else and the fact that you tried to you know made
1: that jestful joke into you know shots fired I don't
0: yeah, you know, know what
1: you were doing. You I don't know, know I thought there was a little I felt I felt you were being soft, but it's all good. What you got okay. on the Knicks? Oh,
0: okay, you know what it is. It, 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 it's okay to feel that way.
1: What you got on the Knicks, Jose? What you got on the Knicks?
0: Okay, so when I got on the Knicks, because when I because you know I totally um, agree to some extent. You know, to me the top the top three. The three things that I look at are Tibbs, you know, RJ, and um, pretty much I do, you know, wonder about Randall because you know with Randall it's more of not can he you know bounce back and have good years, it's more of can he can he also be consistent and follow it up with the with the same same year because we saw. How he was in that first, in that great in that great year with the playoff the first playoff run and then pretty much regressed regressed the next year and then the fans got in his head. So with RJ, I'm hoping as well with the basket with the Olympic play that's going on in the World Cup. I think it's what it's called. You know they um, he. You know, gets that consistency. I'm hoping for the same thing with Brunson and Hart as well, um, because you know I think that they um, can be uh, key contributors. And I've always been a believe um, I've always been in the Colin Coward school of thought. Once your pay increases, in the case of Hart and also RJ, you know, because RJ no longer on that first contract you know, the, the criticism does, yep. does does get raised up. So that's kind of where, you know, so I do understand that. And, you know, uh, but I also do think it is kind of funny the same people who thought he, like, the ceiling was going to be like the Jalen rose ex player. And he's kind of already shown that he's there are now raising the
1: expectations. Nah, that's not what the ceiling was, Jose. I appreciate the call. The ceiling was a lot higher for him as the number 3 overall pick. And you did feel like you missed out because you didn't you didn't get Zion or Ja. But you, uh, Nick fans, will tell you that their their ceiling for him was not that of Jalen Rose, which is why I get tweet every time R.J. Barrett has a great game. I get tweets, people tagging me. Look at the stat line. Look look at the guy you're always hating on because you feel, you feel. That he has a high ceiling, but you also agree with me that he has disappointed. You you expected more, which is why people keep tagging me. Matt in Charleston wants to talk. What's up, Matt? Hey, hey Matt.
0: Hey, how are you guys? Uh, shout out to the company.
1: Oh, first. There we go. Is that like a like? Is that what the criteria once once you become once you become part of the company? You have to shout them out every time you call, and there's like a consequence if you don't. What happens if you don't shout out the company to start the phone call?
0: Uh, not at all, but yeah, you know, as appreciation to it, I do that.
1: Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if it was but... part of like the bylaws, but yeah, shout out to the company. They showed me some love. What do you got, Matt? What's on your mind?
0: All right, let's talk about the the Jets and Aaron Rodgers this season. So they the Jets stacked up like there's no tomorrow almost.
1: They, they did because... What, what what are you expecting from them, Ty? Well, listen, uh, the expectation for me has to at the very least be you make the playoffs. When you go all in on this season, your championship window is as long as, and I appreciate the call, Matt, your championship season is as long as Aaron Rodgers gives you Hall of Fame level quarterback play and when he came out on DPH on Rothenberg and you know made news and said his intention is to barring a a magical season play for more than one year because he feels indebted to the organization that gave up a lot to get him you come away from that thinking okay it's not Super Bowl or bust because he's going to play another year or maybe two so if it ends up being three years you've got three years to win a championship but as far as this first season, at the very least, the bare minimum has to be you make the playoffs, which is why you go out there and you you bring in Lazard and Cobb with them. So there's that familiarity factor. He's got you know cohesion with those guys and the chemistry, which is why you take a flyer, a, a pretty expensive flyer, on Dalvin Cook, who today mentioned you know he he came because you know, the money's good and also he wants to win a championship. Those are the vibes around. One jet drive right now. That of winning a championship. Got to make the playoffs. Honestly, to me, you got to win the division. It is, it is going to be, and I'm not breaking any news, it is going to be tremendously difficult to win three straight road playoff games before even getting to the Super Bowl in this conference. We talk about how tough the 18-game schedule is, or 17-game schedule is. Having to now go through that, get to the playoffs, and win three road games before you can even play in the Super Bowl, that's tough. I don't care how good your team is, that is tough. Especially when recent history tells us the title game is going to be played in Arrowhead. So I think you have to win this division, which is why week one is so uber important. We tend to shy away from overreaction because, you know, as Steve Young has has astutely said, given what the preseason has become, the first three, four weeks of the regular season is an extension of the preseason. But for this Jets team, you really have little margin for error. And that's why I, I, I'm following the reports, what's going on in these practices, and you keep hearing about the offensive line. It's getting late early. This should have been figured out already. And I'm wondering how long Rodgers is going to stay patient because he says he hasn't weighed in yet. But he did allude to the fact that he wants to have some stability there so he can know who his five guys up front are. You need to develop that consistency and that continuity. You don't have time to just figure it out on the fly. And I get it. The, the real core issue is that you uh, you have a lot of depth. But the depth ain't good enough. Because if there are still competitions going on at that unit, on, on that unit, this late into preseason, that just shows you where they are. And it was alarming to me that, you know, Dwayne Brown was is still on the PUP list. You've had, you know, now Tomlinson, you've had AVT. These guys haven't been practicing. And yet, Becton, prior to today, wasn't able to get any first-team reps. So is that a sign that he's that down on the depth chart? He's not ready to go? I feel it's concerning that you're having to rely on him, but it, that's just what the nature of the circumstances are. You cannot start the first six games—you know, one and five, two and four. I think two and four, you're still alive technically, but you're drawing dead to win the division, especially if those losses come, you know, to to the Bills and to the Patriots. And then the Chiefs, another conference game, we can see the playoffs come down to a tiebreaker. So it's rough. But all of that to say, expectations, honestly, my expectation is you get to the playoffs and you win at at least one round. I want to be all giddy and fantasize about winning the championship, but 13 years is a long time not to make the playoffs. That leap from going almost a decade and a half of not making the playoffs to got to win the championship, that's a pretty steep hill to climb. That—that That is a a, a a nice jump. That's a pretty, pretty big jump. But you're at the mercy of whatever Rodgers' window is. You're hoping last year was a one-off, down season, broken finger on his throwing hand, which altered what he was able to do, rolling to his left, rolling to his right, not being on the center as much. So it eliminated a lot of packages from your playbook. Maybe things just grew stale in Green Bay. Didn't have any synergy with his receivers. And partly that's on him because he decided not to show it to OTAs and get involved as early as he could have. But what you're hoping for is no, no injury to his throwing hand. He's now healed. The calf behind him, refreshed because it's it's New York and it's a new place. After eighteen years in Green Bay, he's got an assortment of weapons, a great defense. You could argue maybe the best defense he's had since he won that Super Bowl in twenty ten. So all of that should put you on a path to, at the very least, getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff game. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Back to your phone calls when we return right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Wow. So I'm on on Instagram, where you can find me at TyD Butler, Twitter as well. And um, I'm scrolling through stories, seeing what was shaking Thursday night. And I come across Alan Hahn, who, who posted a screenshot. Of some NBA content, so I'm like, okay, this is interesting. What do we got here? And ESPN did a panel, uh, and the question was, to, you know, to different r- reporters and and people who cover the league and weighing in on the league analysts, which regular season, which regular season game is an early NBA Finals matchup? So Kevin Pelton re- weighed in. He's Nuggets Celtics. Makes sense. January nineteenth. And he goes, at this point, the defending champions are the safest bet to win the West. Despite some concern about how Boston will handle the loss of Smart, it's my pick to come out the East. Okay, that's fair. Got Celtics, Nuggets as your early, you know, NBA Finals matchup. Those are your picks to come out their respective conferences. Makes sense, makes sense. Then you go to Bobby Marks, and here's where things get interesting. Things get spicy. You ready for this, Harvey? His regular season game that is an early NBA Finals matchup, happens on November 26th. So let's look at the schedule on that day. Phoenix at New York. Wow. How about that? Wow. Bobby Marks is predicting that the Suns and Knicks play in the Finals this year. Wow. So we started the show with, you know, what are your expectations for both teams? And this just kind of landed in our lap. Wow, bro. (laughs) His explanation is star power versus roster continuity. Yes, I have penciled in both teams as my early favorites to represent each conference in June. The styles and how the two rosters were built are totally opposite. The high-spending Suns went all in with Kevin Durant in a trade in February, then added Bradley Beal this past June. The Knicks, on the other hand, have taken a more conservative approach, returning 13 players that lost to Miami in the second round while adding only Dante DiVincenzo in free agency. So there you go, Nick fans. You've got one NBA analyst. The esteemed Bobby Marks is predicting you will be in the NBA Finals this season. That has to be exciting. That has to excite you. Could you imagine all the years Kevin Durant was kicking your butt as a net, just destroying you, and now you get to play him in the finals. He's in Phoenix. You get to welcome him to the Garden where he thrives during the NBA Finals. I, I that that's amazing. I wonder. If, so now he's got a he has got to hold firm to that the entirety of the season. Can't go switching up because you got Nick fans all excited now. They hear that they're like, "Wow, that's a believer." Now you start to now you start to get hungry. Knicks sons in the finals, man. That would be that would be awesome. Knicks. It's been so long. I was asked this question the other day. And it was which New York team do you think let me phrase it the the right way. How how was it was posed to me. It was which team needs to win a championship in New York the most? What do you think, Harvey? Which team in New York needs to win a championship the most right now? The Knicks. No. Um The Jets. The Jets. Well, you would say given what the expectations are, like it's more fair to ask that of the Jets than it would be to ask that of the Knicks at this point.
2: I think of all the teams that have to win, they have the shortest window, no?
1: Yeah, but I, so I guess another way to look at this at this question is which would hit the hardest?
2: You're selling. You, you're selling. You're telling me it's gonna it's gonna shut down the streets. Like the
1: city is just
2: shutting down. Side talk NYC's
1: Sidewalk Side NYC is doing the Bing Bong thing. Like it, it, we just going crazy. We 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 flipping over cars. We we busting windows Don't down. We're not
2: coming to the next.
1: <laughs> We going viral. Like, that's the type of thing we're doing. We got Julian walking outside shirtless. Man, I'm just trying to imagine, because obviously like I've never seen it before, like what this city would look like if the Knicks won a championship. Hey, there would be no words for it. You saw them after they beat the Hawks in the playoffs, and that was what, game one of the first round. Imagine they win a championship. It was actually game two. Imagine they win a championship. Man, hour number two coming up next, right here on 987 ESPN. Go fighting! Don't you win? Don't you Don't wish you wish win. You
0: this. this is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.